You're now listening to the Tax Smart REI Podcast. Your source for all things real estate, accounting, and tax. Here we reveal our secrets that can save you thousands in taxes, streamline your accounting process, and help grow your business. Stay tuned to hear insightful interviews with industry experts, successful real estate investors, and current clients on what strategies they use to grow their business and how they steer clear of Uncle Sam. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode of Tax Smart REI. Thomas Costelli here. And in today's episode, I'm going to be discussing the Augusta rule, which allows you to rent out your residence for a period of 14 days or less, and you don't have to pay taxes on the income. Nice little perk of home ownership or just being able to rent out your residence in the first place. So what I'm going to be going through is a brief overview of what the Augusta rule is and how it came into place. And then I'll be going through the benefits of using it, a handful of use cases, and then some compliance issues. And we're going to wrap it all up by asking the philosophical question, is this worth your time and effort? Is it worth the hype? So we're going to dive into all that in just one second after a quick word from Landlord Studio. Having a good rental management software is essential for landlords who want to stay on top of their finances, save time, and reduce stress during tax time. Without one, you're reliant on outdated and ever-prone processes like spreadsheets, paper receipts, and manual reconciliation. Who wants to do that? This can lead to compliance issues, overpaid taxes, expensive vacancy periods, or worse. Master your income and expense tracking with Landlord Studio today. Import transactions to quickly reconcile expenses, automate rent collection and income tracking, digitize receipts on the go, and instantly generate financial reports, including Schedule E, to make tax filing a breeze. Landlord Studio is much more than just a rental accounting solution, though. Take advantage of their range of property management tools, from finding and screening tenants, to managing leases, and even tracking and managing property maintenance tasks. You can learn more about Landlord Studio and start your 14-day free trial at landlordstudio.com CPA. Use the coupon code REALESTATECPA at checkout for 20 25% off your plan. Again, that's landlordstudio.com slash CPA and use coupon code REALESTATECPA to get 25% off your plan and a 14-day free trial today. And we're back. All right. So what is this Augusta rule and how did it come into place? So the Augusta rule came into place after citizens or residents of the city of Augusta, Georgia started to lobby Congress for this because every year the Masters Golf Tournament was held in at the Augusta National Golf Club and residents of the city really wanted to rent out their residence to the attendees of this tournament because rental rates were elevated at the time due to the demand and they can make a few dollars. However, they didn't want to go through the hassles of setting up a legitimate rental business or paying taxes on the income and all that fun stuff. So they lobbied, they lobbied, they lobbied, and eventually 280 Cap A G was put into place under the Internal Revenue Code and says that. If a dwelling unit is used through the taxable year by the taxpayer as a residence, and then that dwelling unit is rented out for a period of less than 15 days, then the income from such use will not be included in gross income. So what does that mean? That just means that if you rent out your property or your residence, excuse me, for 14 days or less, that you do not have to pay tax on the rental income. On the flip side, you also don't get to deduct the expenses. But you know what? You can't have it both ways. You get the money tax-free. That's good enough, right? So that's the benefits of using it. You get to rent it out. You get to pocket the money. You don't have to worry about paying taxes on it. So what are some use cases? How can you use this strategy to your benefit? Well, the first use case is exactly what it was intended for. And that is to rent out your property for 14 days or less to a third party when there's an event in town. Maybe it's the Masters Golf Tournament. Maybe you live in Augusta, Georgia. 
Uh, now this works all across the U.S. You know, maybe maybe there's another big event, or maybe there's another reason why rental demand is high in your area throughout the year, and you want to capitalize on that. So maybe you go stay with some friends or family, or maybe you take a vacation and you go ahead and rent it out, and you get to pocket the money, and you don't have to worry about paying taxes on it. So that's the first use case. Second use case is maybe you're just traveling. Maybe you're going away for business, or maybe you're going on a vacation. And you just want to make a few extra bucks, so you throw it up on Airbnb or VRBO or what have you, and you get to pocket the money and you don't have to pay taxes on it. So that's the first set of use cases. Now, the second set of use cases, and this gets a lot of attention on blogs, on YouTube, on podcasts, and so on and so forth as some sexy strategy that you can use to reduce taxes. We're going to get into this a little bit later in the episode. Is it really all worth the hype? But anyway... I digress. The strategy is basically if you rent your residence to your business for a legitimate purpose, then you'll receive the income tax-free if it's 14 days or less, and the business will receive a tax deduction. So the benefits are multiplied in this case, right? That's why the strategy is, is such highly talked about in this area. And the use case there is that say you were going to rent out a hotel or a WeWork or just any other space to host a business event. Maybe it's a retreat. Maybe it's a, an event for clients. Maybe it's a shareholder meeting, whatever the case is. And instead of going and paying that hotel or that WeWork or that whatever space you're going to rent out, you decide, hey, I'm going to host this at my residence and I'm just going to have my business pay for it. Okay. So that's the use case for it. So now moving on. So what are some compliance issues that you may have to deal with if you decide to use a strategy? The first one is that if you receive more than $600 in rental income, your business may have to file a 1099 MISC to you. So you're not only would you receive the 1099, but so does the IRS. And what this means is, is that you or your accountant, whoever's going to file your tax returns, is going to have to report this rental income on Schedule E. Now, it can ultimately be zeroed out, and there could be a little uh, note added to your returns letting you know the IRS know why that happened. It was from this rule, but that's going to have to happen, something to be aware of. Secondly, if you are using this for your business, you're going to need to substantiate the fair market rent or the fair rental rate for the period of time that you rented it to your business. Now, if you're renting it to a third party, typically you're not going to have to worry about that because whatever rate they're willing to pay, that's the fair market rate. And secondly, if you're using a platform like VRBO or, or Airbnb, or you're using some AirDNA or some other type of pricing software, this will probably be a non-issue because you justify the price anyway. But when you're renting it to yourself, you're going to want to have some kind of substantiation of why you picked the rate that you picked to rent it to your business. So if you do ever get audited for this, the IRS doesn't pick it apart and you can easily produce that substantiation. So what type of substantiation? How, how does this normally come about? Well, if you're going to typically rent out a hotel or maybe an office space or WeWork, whatever the case is, you can go and find those rates for that period of time and you can just save them and you can use them as your substantiation because again you want this to be reasonable you don't want to be uh, too lavish with this strategy and try to take too much of an advantage because if you do get audited the irs may try to knock it down so you do want to have that substantiation so there's something to be aware of those are the two things the 1099 misc and the reporting of your tax return and then the uh, fair market substantiation is something that you're going to want to be aware of. We do want to let you know that we did officially release the short-term rental tax course, which teaches you everything you need to know about the short-term rental loophole to save five to six figures in taxes. In the course, I cover an overview of the short-term rental loophole and its powerful tax benefits, how to materially participate in your short-term rentals to reduce taxes on your W-2 and other active income, how to maximize your tax savings using cost segregation studies and bonus depreciation, as well as how to avoid critical mistakes that can cost you thousands of dollars 
$1,500 in tax savings. By the end of the course, you will know exactly what you need to do to use the short-term rental loophole to save five to six figures in taxes. With the amount of value that is included in this course and the potential tax savings, I could have easily charged upwards of $997 or perhaps even $1,500 for this course. But you know what? Because I want to help as many people use the short-term rental loophole as possible, I'm giving it away for only $247. It's really next to nothing if you think about the potential tax savings that you can get from using a short-term rental loophole. And with bonus depreciation phasing out over the next few years, the sooner you can take advantage of the short-term rental loophole, the more tax you'll be able to save. So if you're ready to save five to six figures in taxes by using the short-term rental loophole, you can enroll in the course today by going to courses.taxsmartinvestors.com and enrolling. It's just that simple. Again, that's courses.taxsmartinvestors.com. Now, finally, we get down to the philosophical question here, and that is, is this worth the hassle? Right. So I learned about a concept not too long ago called return on hassle or ROH from a gentleman named Matt Ballridge. And the way he kind of broke it down was that millionaires and wealthy people, they are not always trying to use every single tax strategy or wealth building strategy under the sun. And the reason for that is they know there's a certain amount of time and effort that's going to have to go into it to actually execute the strategy. It may not be worth their time. So that's the question. Is using this strategy worth your time and energy, or would you be better off focusing your time and energy or maybe on a tax strategy that's more lucrative or maybe uh, just growing your business, finding that next deal, raising that money, working with your property managers, planning that next renovation, or maybe it's spending more time with your family. Whatever the case is, that's the question we're asking here. Is using this strategy worth it? So let's just paint a picture. Let's just say that you were able to get $10,000 for renting your residence to your business, right? So you're going to receive $10,000, you know, that money's going to be tax-free. And you're also going to receive that deduction, right? That deduction, if you're at the 37% tax bracket, which is the highest rate under the current law, then you're going to save $3,700 or $3,700 by renting it out. That's going to be your tax savings. And the question you have to ask yourself there, is saving $3,700 worth it? And the answer to that question is always going to depend. Now, it's going to depend on a handful of things, but one of the things we believe here at the firm is not letting the tax tail wave the dog. And what does that mean? That means that if you have a legitimate business or an investment reason for using a certain strategy and you get the tax benefits, then that's great. But if you're trying to figure out and make all these changes and jump through all these hoops or whatever the case is, spending all this time planning around something just for the tax benefit, it may not always be worth it. You don't want to always do something just for the tax benefits. And I see a lot of clients and I see a lot of people on internet forums and, and communities and what have you talking a lot about the Augusta rule, glamorizing it, making it sound like it's some big, sexy strategy. And then people are spending, you know, usually, you know, hours trying to figure out how can I use this, right? How can I use that? That may not be the best way to go about every tax strategy. How can I use this? Now, if you, on the flip side, right, what would not, so this would be considered what I'm about to say right now would not be letting the tax tail wave the dog, right? This is like using it for a legitimate purpose. And here it is, right? So maybe you would legitimately host a retreat at a hotel or a local business area to you. And instead of hosting it there, you say, you know, what? I'd rather host this at my house or, hey, I can host this at my house. And then you go ahead and you get to use the strategy. So in other words, you have a legitimate reason, a legitimate motivation for using this. You didn't have to put much extra thought into it. You'd had to book the hotel or someone on your team would have had to book the hotel, set it all up, jump through all these hoops to do it. And now you just get the tax benefit. However, on the flip side, if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, hmm, 
I could save a few hours using the strategy. You know, maybe I have to find it. Okay, here, here's the big thing, right? So I've had this conversation a lot with some clients and and tax smart investors and people, you know, at events and what have you. And they're thinking of ways on how they can have their business rent their home, right? So they don't have a legitimate purpose. They're trying to think through all these ways. And in many cases, it just doesn't fit. The pieces of the puzzles really don't fit together. They really don't have that legitimate business case, but yet they're spending all this time on it. That's the point here. So in summary, the Augusta rule allows you to rent your residence out for a period of 14 days or less and not have to pay tax on the rental income. There's a handful of use cases for using this, including renting it to a third party. Maybe there's an event coming to your area and rental rates are going to increase and you want to capitalize on it. Or maybe you're traveling and want to make a few extra bucks while you're gone. On the business side of it, if you have a legitimate reason to rent your residence to your business, you don't pay tax on the income and your business gets the tax deduction, which is a nice little perk. And the overarching question with this and pretty much all other tax strategies you want to ask yourself is, is it worth the time and effort it's going to take to implement? Is the return on hassle worth it? It may or may not be depending on your situation, but you want to ask yourself that because there are some compliance issues that have to go into it. And there is going to be some time and energy you're going to have to put to actually execute this strategy. And you do want to ask. And the last thing I'll mention before we wrap up today is that there are certain tax strategies out there that are worth going through the time and effort, right? Maybe the real estate professional status or short-term rental loophole, or maybe the 1031 exchange things like this that are going to save you a lot of money, tens of thousands of dollars in taxes, those are probably worth your time and attention to consider. But if you're going to save $3,700 in this one example, and in many cases, it might be less than that, you have to really ask yourself, am I spending too much time and energy trying to figure this out? Am I letting the tax tail wave the dog? Or do I have a legitimate reason for using this strategy? And that's just what you want to ask yourself. All right, so that's all for today. Hope you found this episode valuable. If you like what you heard, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. Really helps us grow the show. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Tax Smart REI. Hey, I'm back. And you know, after recording this episode, a few things hit me that I just wanted to clarify before, before really wrapping it up, right? So how does this interplay with the short-term rental loophole? Well, the Augusta rule really doesn't interfere too much with the, the short-term rental loophole. And the reason for that is the Augusta rule applies to residences. And typically, you're not going to be using the short-term rental loophole for the resident, for residents. And the reason why is because let's just say you did rent out your residence for 15 days or more. Well, in that case, you do have to report it on your tax return and you actually have to go through those hoops, right? Well, in that scenario, you're going to be limited. Uh, your losses are going to be limited. Uh, or excuse me, your expenses rather are going to be limited to the income that 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 activity produces. So in other words, you can't create a loss uh, when you rent out your residence. So you wouldn't be using the short-term rental loophole in this case anyway. The other thing you might be thinking is, do I ever recommend this strategy to clients? And can we help clients who use this strategy? And the, the answer to that question is absolutely. If the situation makes sense and the client has the use case for it, I, I will suggest using this strategy to them. Or if they come to us and they've used it or they want to use it, we can absolutely help them execute the strategy. But it always comes down to the legitimate use case for it. Do you have a legitimate business use case for using the strategy? If so, you know we'll help you pull the trigger on it. Uh, if you don't have a legitimate use case for it, you know there, we might not be able to help you out in that situation. So, so the bottom line is, the point I was just trying to make is, is the strategy worth using? It's going to depend on your situation, but it's a question you just want to ask yourself. So again, I hope you found this episode valuable and we'll catch you in the next episode of TaxSmart Q&A. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also email us at contact at therealestatecpa.com with any feedback or topic suggestions. 
We are always taking on new clients and with the new tax laws in play, you really don't want to navigate this alone. Let us help you save money on taxes and with your accounting and CFO needs. To become a client, navigate to our client page at therealestatecpa.com and fill out a web form with as much detail about your situation as possible. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week.